This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Hello, Facebook Live. Hello, hello, hello. First of all, I want to welcome you to BPN Radio today. We are taping a radio program as well as Facebook Living. my interview with... Um, Miss Wonderful Jenny Donnelly today. I love Jenny so much. I love her heart for Jesus. Uh, she's an amazing, amazing woman. She's an entrepreneur. She's a mother of five. She's a she's a wife to Bob. She's a pastor. She's um, a lot of things to a lot of people, but most of all, she's an extreme lover of Jesus and lover of God's people. And that's what makes me adore her so much. And uh, and what she's doing, she's really got a voice. Um, with a message, I believe, for this generation. Uh, we're in a generation that is um, seeking for peace and seeking for rest, all while we're trying to be successful and important and uh, influential. And And if we're Christ follower, which most of you are that are following today, we, we want to please Jesus. We want to walk out our assignment, but how do you do that? And how do you do that from a place of peace and joy and rest and fulfillment, still accomplishing everything we need to accomplish as women and men? And so we're going to talk today about this. Um, she's got, actually got a series out on rest. It's called Still. And uh, so she's going to tell you where you can find that. And she has written a book on rest that has not been published yet. But we're going to talk about the seven doors to rest. Uh, and she's that's basically what she's written in this book is the seven doors to rest and how to get there and how to get into that place and stay there. It's a place. It's 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 not necessarily laying on the couch with a big milkshake watching television. So we're going to talk about <laughs> what yeah. God's rest looks like and how it will can affect your overall life and well-being. And listen, I, I wish I could tell you that the church is free from antidepressants and free from alcoholism and free from people taking prescription drugs, looking for a place of peace, but it's not. The church is just as riddled with it, really, as the world. And it's a shame. It's not supposed to be that way. So we're going to talk about that today. How can we get into the place of rest that God has designed us to live in, yet still be effective and do everything that God's called us to do? So, so Jenny, um, just uh, tell them a little bit about yourself and then also let them know. I want them to hear your, your testimony, how God really revealed this to you. Okay. Okay. Love to. Thank you, Callie. This is fun. Um, so this all came to me over the course of, you know, maybe about 15 years. And I had no idea I'd be writing a book about it. I had no idea this would be a video series. I actually didn't even know I was in the middle of learning something so profound. But what happened was about a year ago, a year and a half ago, I was at a conference and the Lord spoke to me and he said, still, 
I've taught you how to be still in the middle of utter chaos. You know, that's good chaos. Even having kids running around making messes, you know, the phones ringing, the kids screaming, like just everyday life stuff. I've given you a business, I've given you a church, I've given you things to do. And I've taught you how to not lose your mind, but not only that, live in total peace. And I thought, man, you really have done that for me. Thank you so much. And he said, you're going to teach people what I taught you. And I thought, I don't even know how I got here. So I had to go down memory lane and go, okay, how did this all happen? And really what I did is I wrote, I wrote this book, which like Callie said, Pastor Callie said, it's not out yet. And I, I can't wait till it, well, it's, it's right here, but I can't wait until it gets in your hands because um, the depth of this revelation, once I started putting it on paper was amazing. But what happened was it, it, it kind of started with this. I had, I had to become aware of my behaviors behind closed doors. That's good. And aware of, even though I'm a Christian, I didn't want to admit that I had bouts of anxiety. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, in fact, Callie, if you would have said, Hey, Jenny, I think you're struggling with some anxiety. If you would have said that to me even 10 years ago, I love you, but I might've had a tinge of being offended. Cause I'm like, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a successful Christian. I can't have anxiety. Well, when you really look at anxiety, it can come in the category of overthinking, just fear, period. Yes, it, yes. Any fear, even the, the subtlest fear. Let me give you an example. The first chapter of my book starts out with um, just some, I, I give a lot of examples in this book of, of when I had to realize that I was having, um, I was losing peace. Okay, example. We're running a, an amazing business. This is about 13 years ago. We still run the same business, but we're successful. We had success as the world call it. And it was successful. We were helping a ton of people. We were very effective. Um, but I tell this story because it's just one of many, but I was cleaning out my closet and getting some, you know, clothes to Goodwill. And I managed to get the clothes out of the closet in, into Goodwill. But in the process, I had taken a bunch of clothes off hangers and these hangers were wire hangers and they were. I just threw them in a pile. Well, the hangers got twisted together. Okay. And I literally, now you gotta, you gotta think about this. I am a successful businesswoman. I train people and lead hundreds of people at this point. I do a lot of things and I look at this pile of hangers and I just ignore it. And I stepped over it for about a week. Just pretend it's not there. Let it be part of the, of the carpet. A week later, I sit down on my bed and I look at this pile of hangers and I start to just bawl my eyes out because I cannot bring myself to figure out how to untangle these hangers. I started noticing that I could manage a lot, but yet the things that were out of my control would throw me off. I had to recognize that I loved control. I'm a female. You know, so the Lord brought me to um, a piece of paper and my dining room table. And I just sat down and I said, Lord, what do you want to tell me today? And I wasn't thinking I have anxiety or I have bouts of this. I was just, I want to hear what God is doing today. I love communion with God. And I think he just that day thought, okay, let's see if she's ready for this. (laughs) Let's see if she's ready for me to help her through something here. Um, And what happened was I started swirling my pen on a piece of paper in a circle. I started swirling my pen. 
And I realized I was drawing a tornado. And he said, your paradigm of rest is inaccurate. You think when this is over, I'm going to rest. Okay, when this is over, I'm going to rest. Have you noticed, Jenny, that when one storm passes, there is no reprieve. It's just another storm coming in. So when I, when I, I drew this tornado in a circle, drew, drew, drew in a circle, and I thought, God, what, what are you telling me here? And he just said, Jenny, your rest isn't after this project or after the toddlers get potty trained or after this weekend when you have this big thing that you're in charge of. Your rest is in the middle of all of it. It's in the eye of the storm where everything is still. I'll meet you there. And I thought, and that was it. And all of a sudden I realized I have a habit of fueling up. Now, I didn't realize it right then. You have to understand that this all unfolds over time. Sure. But what I discovered, Callie, was I was fueling up with cheap fuel. Now, everybody has a form of cheap fuel. This is what I've realized. It's whatever you use to power through something. Sure, sure. This video series and this book was written for warriors because we power, we, we're, you know, give me we're something. Power and through. Conquer this thing. But the Lord told me that he wanted me to conquer these mountains that he absolutely assigned to me. He wasn't asking me to give up anything at all. He wasn't saying, clear your plate. We're headed to Maui. That's not what he said. He said, I called you to do all these things, but I want you to power up with a space called rest. And it's me. And I'm going to resource you with peace that gives you more creativity, more productivity, more joy, more correction, more wisdom, more humility. And it's a space. And I call it the pocket now, but it's this pocket where you're resourced with ideas. And I mean, just it's endless. It's unlimited. Now, stress gets you through, but you kind of nosedive at the end of it because you're exhausted. But here's the thing. What I found out, Callie, is I had to be willing to give up stress because stress was a habit. Stress is a drug. It is. It is. because, Because here's the thing. Even now, I've had to become aware of my, of, of grabbing stress to get me through something. Okay. I just want to get through this. I, I just want to get through this weekend. I got this big thing I'm in charge of and it'll be great, but I need to get through. And so stress, unfortunately does kind of serve its purpose. It does kind of get you through. But when I allowed myself to be totally present and here's the word, here's the word that has to stick inside of your spirit. It's trust. Let go of control. Sink into the presence of the Father who absolutely has a plan. And all I need to do is come into a space where he's in more control than me and allow him to make this all happen, to make it all through. And all of a sudden I found myself trusting It's trust. The essence of this message is, could you trust God in the middle of 
everything. Now, I do have one example. I don't know where we are on time, so you're going to have to cut me off with your... Um, no, we're good. He'll let me know when we get close to 25 minutes. Okay. So one of the things, let me just give an example. Like this morning, you know, I'm at Disney World right now. We're leaving this afternoon, but we have my three kids, uh, actually have five kids, but we left the babies at home. But we have the older three here with us. Awesome. They've had so much fun. But this morning, you know, they got these little wooden snakes from something. These little, they colored and they were arguing over whose was whose. Okay. <laughs> and so our balcony, yeah, I know. Our balcony is on the lake. And um, one of these snakes was, is named um, Wild Mike, apparently. And they were arguing over Wild Mike. And Bob and I were like, you know what? We're going to see if Wild Mike can swim. Because we're going to throw Wild Mike in the lake. In the lake. This is where Wild Mike is headed. Okay. Now, because Bob and I have been living out this thing of rest, we have learned to discipline our kids, to have fun, but accomplish whatever it is that needs to happen parenting wise. And that didn't ruin our day that the kids were arguing. It didn't even ruin our. Because there, and, and you, in one broadcast like this, you, you know, you can't give somebody the revelation of rest, although I think people can awaken to it. That's why we did the video series so that you can start going, okay, how do you parent from a place of rest? How do I, how am I married from a place of rest? And it's all trust. What I've noticed is that, um, Callie, one of the things that drove me to write the book, because I wanted to be done after the video series and not write the book, because writing a book is challenging. It's very, it's, it's hard. Right. It's, it's time and energy. But um, one of the things that drove me to write the book was I work with a lot of people, especially women in business, who become very intimidated by their own life and their own dreams. So here they are praying for, for, okay, God, I want this in my life. I want a business. I want this to happen. And then here it is. And now they just, well, they just freeze. They just buckle. Like they're overwhelmed. Like if, if you are listening to this and you go, oh my gosh, you just described me. It's, you are so close because you, you're listening to this broadcast. And, and if you can get in this space of rest and it's only, by the way, the blood of Jesus is what paid for us to be in this space. It is not found in self. It's not, okay, just, just love yourself so much, Jenny, that somehow you feel safe. No, it is found in how much I am loved by the father. And because I'm not an orphan anymore and I'm loved by the father, I'm like a little girl holding my dad's hand, walking through every situation, not trying to please man, but being loved, being loved, being loved. I'm the beloved of Christ, not the do loved of Christ. That's exactly right. And, and, and it's hard when you're a doer. You know, when you're a doer and somebody says, hey, Jenny, you just need to rest. You just need to be. That sounds like, no, you have no idea what, what God's called me to do. But when you understand this, this revelation of rest, you go, I get that. Yes. I get that. I can be in the arms of the Father. I can be. But that doesn't feel like enough. See, we always think we have to make stuff happen. But when you read the Bible... That is not what the Bible says, that, that we are in charge of the ultimate plan. I heard someone say this weekend, and I thought this was basically saying the same thing. She goes, well, I got a revelation that I was not working for God, but everything I was doing was from God. And yes. 
and she had the she had yeah. she used as an illustration she had a gold two gold chairs one gold chair was facing the throne of christ the okay. other gold chair was right in front of the throne of christ but it, it, they were facing their external life and so they were they were connected to Christ. They were still Christ's child, but they were working for God. Everything was just another thing I got to add to my, to my life. And the other person was literally in relationship with God and everything they did came out of, I am everything I do. It's from God because that's part of my relationship. And and really that's the exact same revelation. It's just said our ver- the verbiage is different. Yes. And if we don't get to the place where we are doing everything we do from our relationship, from intimacy, um, then it does feel like yeah. work and it, do, it can be just another thing on top of my whole big life that I have, you know, yeah. instead oh, of yeah. my relationship with God, everything is powered through my relationship with God, my family, my children, my motherhood, my grandmotherhood, my pastor, my, my pastoring, my Christian, my being a Christian every day, my, everything I do is powered through that relationship. Then it doesn't become work. It becomes relationship. And that's really what he's wanting to take us to complete trust and relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that, you know, I, I want to point out, I want to read, um, John 16, 33 from the passion translation, because, in order to anybody listening, in order for you to really enter into what Pastor Cal and I are talking about, you have to change your mind about what rest is, what it looks like. And John 16, 33 is, is really great because this is Jesus talking. He said, and everything I've taught you, now think about this, everything I've taught you, this is what Christ is saying, everything I've taught you. Think of all the teachings of Jesus. Everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. Wow. It all, he says basically this, I, everything I taught you, everything I taught, he said everything, everything I've taught you so that you can have peace, the same peace that's in Jesus he says, it's going to give you great confidence as you rest in me. And he says this, for in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. He says, okay, so here's why I'm telling you this. Because you're going to experience troubles and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. (laughs) I mean, basically Jesus, and, and as I started reading, reading, you know, when you read through the lens of what, what Jesus wants you to learn, you see, you see it everywhere. Now I see rest all over the Bible everywhere. In fact, when the Israelites went from slavery in Egypt and they were released to the wilderness, what happened? They were in the wilderness living mediocre. There's a lot of people listening to this broadcast. You are, you are living in this survival. You have just enough money to pay your bills. You have just enough joy to get dinner on the table at night with your kids. You have just enough. And you really feel like your life is a job. It's a chore. And it is a, it is a strain to live your own life. That is the wilderness. Okay. But then there was the promised land. Well, when you read through the word, the promised land was called the place of rest. Yeah. Now here is 
the humdinger about this whole thing. In your promised land, your promised land exists when you're in rest. Back then it was a geographical place. Now, after Jesus, it's a spiritual place. The kingdom of God lives within us. So this promised land is actually within you. It's not your circumstances. It's not your promotion that you want your boss to give you. It's not your business. All of a sudden, having XYZ dollars, it lives inside of you. This place of rest, it's a spiritual place. And here is the, the catch. Giants don't live in a heart of mediocrity. They inhabit your resting place. They guard your resting place to make sure you don't enter it. In Hebrews 4.1, he says, this rest is still available to you because the Israelites lingered. They lingered. And when I asked the Lord, I said, where are, where are we in time with this message, with just us as women, just what's going on? And he says, and this is just what I heard him say. Our toes are on the edge of the Jordan River and we're peering over at the promised land like the 12 spies. Okay, so are we, the, are we Joshua and Caleb? Are we Joshua and Caleb? Are we going to go, well, I'm going straight into the storm. So you have to head into the resistance. Not put your head in the sand and call it rest. Not escape, I'll just get the babysitter and I'll just escape on date nights. That's my form of rest. No, rest, your, your best rest is actually straight through the eye of the storm. And you head yeah. right into the well, center you, of that. You think about it. You, you conquer the giant and that brings more peace than anything else that you can. It's the giants in, in the promised land that is causing us not to have peace. We want this, but we don't have it. So we're worried about it. So we go take our, we do these natural things to bring peace or yes. relaxation. When really God says, I want you to power through and I'm going to give you the grace and the power to power through. And then the giant comes down and there's no more threatening. Goliath is dead. Yes. He's dead. We're going to take a moment and we're going to play a worship song for BPN radio. We're so excited to be here on BPN radio and Facebook live. So we're going to plug that in and I'll be right back with Jenny. Just give us a moment. The word says for the spirit of heaviness, but on the garment of praise. That's how we fight our battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I find my battles. What we're doing tonight. This is how I find my battles. It's when you think you're lost. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hey. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. 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 Bye. 
for joining us today on BPN Radio. And I've got my friend Jenny back with us. And we're talking about rest. And we're talking about entering your promised land. And we're talking about really correcting our idea of what rest is and what um, how we should view rest. Uh, rest is a space that God wants me to live in. He wants me to do everything that I do in my life as a ministry, but it comes from a place of rest and relationship. And so we've been talking about going into the promised land. And so Jenny, let's just, uh, let's just finish what we've been talking about. And, and, uh, then I'd like to actually pray for people to actually receive and enter into that rest. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, there's so many things that we could talk about in this, um, you know, in this conversation that, you know, there's seven doors that somebody walks through in the book that I wrote. I mean, this is obviously all from my vantage point. There are um, several different ways that the revelation of rest can come to people. So I'm not the expert on rest. Believe me, I have, it's something you have to wake up to and decide to live in every day. Okay. You don't get your rest brownie badge and you're there forever. It is a intentional place that you live from for sure. But for me, I just identified seven doors because these doors are like one door and then the next door and the next door. And they're not necessarily sequential, but they are places. There's a couple different ones we could highlight. Um, you know, the one of them I was telling Pastor Callie about before we went live. And it's one of my favorite doors. And that is that the resting place, the resting space has a dress code. Because remember, it's a place. Okay. And your reservations have already been made. Your name is on the sheet and they're just waiting for you to arrive. And it's a, it is, it's like, if you went out to a nice restaurant, you would probably look up what's the dress attire. If you go to the gym, you're not showing up in your tuxedo to work out at the gym, you know, and you're also not going to show up to a formal event in your gym clothes. So you got to, I'm getting your mind wrapped around. There is a dress code for your spirit man. Your spirit man has garments and we can be wearing garments of poverty. We can be wearing garments of shame. Like I can't really get to God because I, I think he's mad at me. He's back here. So I'm just kind of scoot in backwards. You know, when our kids are like, oh, I'm in trouble. I can't look mom in the eye. We can have garments of shame. We can have garments of guilt and all those things that are from the enemy that are not from God. But the Bible says in Isaiah that we put on the garments of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Wow. So, Love so it. how, how are we going to conquer a giant that's, that's blocking my way to rest? Rest isn't something you just, you know, Oh, wow. I'm just resting guys. If it was that easy, everybody would be there. Uh, and, and the seventh door is they wrestle into rest. That's the irony of this thing. And the word rest is right in the middle of wrestle, by the way, you have to wrestle your way into rest. One of the ways to do it is to put your spirit man in the right attire by your free will. And the Bible says, I'll say it again, that we put on the garment 
of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So when you feel the spirit of heaviness, you have to become really self-aware. This whole thing, it requires you to be really self-aware and go, you know what? I have a garment of, I, I'm, I'm feeling heavy. I have heaviness right now. Everybody gets that, by the way. Sure. Everybody. I don't even know if there's a day that goes by that heaviness doesn't tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, want to hang out? And so I have to recognize, okay, that heaviness, that overwhelming, that like, oh, am I going to be able to do this? Or I have so much to do, or there's not enough hours in the day, or my emotions are feeling weird. Okay, that's a spirit of heaviness. And I go, hold on. The Bible has given me, it's a manual. It gave me instructions. It's like if something goes wrong, like my daughter's phone, weird yesterday. So what did we do? We Googled how to get the phone working again. Well, Isaiah says, oh, you have a spirit of heaviness? Here's the troubleshooting guide for that. Put on the garment of price. price. You know, I have with me um, Pastor Laura Davenport, and we were talking about um, her and her husband uh, went through something with their oldest son. and. recently where he got really sick and he had to go to the hospital and things didn't look really well. And she said, after she came out of it, she just, that heaviness tried to take over. I mean, yeah. when you, when you nearly lose a child or you face something like that, you're talking about everything being tested in you, you're going to be tested. And she, we were riding to church today and we were listening to Michael W. Smith's new CD and the song surrounded, which I absolutely love. And I love that. Song. I have listened to that song over and over and over. And that she, should be the theme song of this thing. It really should. It should. We, we, we ought to have that played on the broadcast today as well. But, um, she said, I started playing that song and I started playing it over and over and over. And it, and it literally, that worship and that putting on that garment of praise brought me out of that fog and that heaviness that tried to yeah. overtake me. And listen, Jenny's right. There is not a person listening here on the broadcast or via Facebook that don't, we, we all face where the enemy comes in and he wants to put that on us because what happens is you are not capable of doing what God's called you to do. You're not capable of living out the gospel the way that we're supposed to live out. And just for that behind the scenes peace of mind that we're supposed to walk in every day. And that garment of praise will change your life. You cannot stay sad and worship at the same time. You You cannot drink and worship at the same time. Drink alcohol. You cannot take drugs and worship at the same time. You, you, I'm telling you, you will quit. You know, whatever we do to self-soothe, overeat. You go to worship, and then all of a sudden, the clearness and the power to 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 do what God's called you to do comes right back, and the joy and the peace and the rest is all reinstated. I love that. That's love so good. That. That's so good. And And this comes, Callie, through an act of our free will. So, you know, I think when we're in our human, you know, the unsaved part of us, sure. <laughs> there's still all that piece of me that's not a Christian. I know that might <laughs> theologically, you know, that I'm not like basing on anything, but you know what I'm saying? Like we get in our flesh. The flesh. There's, a flesh side of, there's a flesh side of us that's like, I didn't sign up for any of this. I'm just going to be thinking what I want to think. I'm going to feel the way I want to feel. And I'm just going to kind of make you know, it's like, it's like wild night because on the inside of us, you know? And so what we have to know is that your spirit has to take over and you got to tell that thing and die. You are not in charge. You are not getting dressed for me today. You are not picking out our outfit in the closet. I'm putting on this praise. You can't wait for those feelings to go away. Now they might like 
come down a little bit and then they're just back on you the next day. So by our free will, we praise. And, and are you going to want to praise? No, no. you're not going to want to go to church. You are not going to want to go to Bible study. You're not going to want to hear anything Jesus-like because your flesh is covering its ears because it wants to throw a fit. So once we, once we realize that we have this side of us, then we have to get in the, in the God our spirit man and say, okay, spirit man, you're in charge. Get the two-year-old out of the driver's seat. It's like a toddler trying to take over your life. Get in the driver's seat and take authority. Now I will say a couple different things. I've seen um, some women like, um, okay, I'm going to get this rest thing down. And so they take on the behavior of rest and their kids are running wild. <laughs> and they're like, no, don't do that because I'm resting. I'm, I'm, I'm calm. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Resting doesn't always look calm. Okay. Resting is when you are so connected to the vine that you are doing what your father is doing. You are saying what your father's saying and you are feeling what your father is feeling. And when your father says, I love these kids, they need discipline. You discipline. Yeah. You throw a wild mic over the balcony and go, look at him. Oh, he sunk too bad. You know, you guys might think, oh, that's so mean, Jenny. No, it's mean to let my kids run wild without boundaries because boundaries equal love. So this is a place of authority. This is not the behavior of looking like a calm person. All the time while your children are driving everybody else crazy. And here's another note for that. Your children, nobody will like them as adults. It's, cute. it's cute when Johnny's two. Yeah. And, and Susie May is three. And she's acting crazy. It's cute. It's all funny. Everybody laughs. But it's not funny when they're 13 and they're going to juvenile school. It's not funny. <laughs> you can't fix it at that point. So you're right. No. When Jesus was in the temple whipping everybody with a whip. He was in a place of rest. <laughs> because he sure was. He was setting things in order because things had gotten out of order. Rest is not passivity. No. Rest is no, no. connected to the will, purpose, and plan of the Father, knowing that we, tr- we can trust him with every instruction that he gives us. That's what rest is. Yeah, it sure is. Now, I love when Jesus was in the boat. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is when he's in the boat. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to find it here because it's, it's so good. Mark 4, this is all in, in the chapter of wrestling into rest. You know, because that feels counterintuitive, but that's really what we're talking about. Um, So let me read this. Mark chapter 4 in 38 through 41. This is the Passion Translation. But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we are all about to die? Fully awake. So he's basically laying there with one eye open because it said he's fully awake. He rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, hush, calm down. All at once, the wind stopped howling and the water became perfectly calm. Then he turned to his disciples and said to them, why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? But they were overwhelmed with fear and awe and said to one another, who is this man who has such authority that he, that even the wind and waves obey him? Now, prior to this, it says in the Bible prior to the, them being in the boat is that they went to the other side from one land to the other. They're going to the other side and it drew dark. 
Now, nothing in the Bible is like, oh, they just threw that in there because they needed some filler info. You want to look at anything that jumps off the page at you. You want to go, okay, why are you, why am I reading that? Why is that important? Well, what that told me was during transition and we're in a very, very big season of transition right now. You're going from one something to the other and you're in the boat and you feel like you're, when you're in transition, you feel like you're at the mercy of your circumstances Yeah, and it gets dark. Okay. Now they were with Jesus. They saw him do miracles. You would think that they'd be like, ah, he's got this. No worries. But I had to ask this question. Number one, why did they tell me he was on a cushion? I'm going to come back to that because I think that's important. He was sitting on a cushion. But what he did is after he calmed everything down, he said, why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? This story says that water was coming in the boat. And I'm thinking, if it were me, I and Bob was there, I'd be like, Bob, wake Jesus up. Because I wouldn't want to look like the one that wasn't afraid. <laughs> I'd make somebody else do it. I mean, I'd be myself pretty well. I'd be like, Bob, wake him up, wake him up, wake him up. Because there's water coming in the boat. Okay. It's not that you've made up a situation in your mind to be in fear, although we do that too. But sometimes there is really a situation going bad. And I had to ask, why did you, what did you hope that they did? What was Jesus laying there with one eye open? Cause it said he was fully awake. What, what was he hoping that his disciples would do? Just like, yeah, no worries. Let's get you there. Sad man. Let's just kick back, sit on our cushion. I mean, was he just hoping they did that? And I had to ask the Lord what that would mean. Now, sometimes he answers people differently. For me, this is, this is what I heard the Lord say. I was hoping after all this time that we've been out there healing people and doing this together, I was hoping that they were catching it, that they could rebuke the storm, that they would use their voice. Wow. I was kind of waiting for them to go. Use their so faith. Right. Use your faith. And so Jesus had to step in. And go, okay, storm calm down, waves quit. And then he looks at his guys and he goes, seriously, really? <laughs> you know. And I had to ask, what are they in trouble for? Because there really was water in the boat. And they're not in trouble, you know, I mean that loosely. But wow. he really was like, but, when you, but if Jesus looked you in the eye and said, Susan, Jenny, Marsha, Victoria, why are you so afraid? Yeah, he rebuked them. Haven't you learned to trust yet? Yeah. And so right here, what I know is that our voice, and, and I don't know what it is, but we are very willing to lend our voice to see in the natural. Oh my gosh, my kids are acting like they're so crazy and oh wow, and the bills. and the, But what if we begin to speak what we want to see? That's what Jesus did. Calm the wounds down. Heal the blind eyes. I mean, we need to begin to speak with our mind's eye. We have, a, we have an eye in our spirit that sees what's happening in the spirit. And I believe he wanted them to use their own faith and their own voice. Now, why was he on a cushion? Last thought here. I was thinking about this. He's on a cushion. He is completely, there's like a funnel from heaven. The father and Jesus are literally in this like, cocoon father to Jesus. He says, I didn't do anything. My father didn't do. I don't say anything. My father doesn't say I do everything. It's here. And I 
basically the, the cushion, like the, the bottom of the boat, the foundation of, of, of rest is trust. Okay. I'm trusting God, but the cushion is we can trust God because he's good. We rest on the cushion of his goodness. Okay. If we don't know, now listen to me, every single person on here, if you don't truly know that God is good, it's going to be very difficult to trust him with everything. That's what living in rest is. It's trusting with everything. And it's like doing the trust fall. So Callie, if I, if you said to me, Hey Jenny, I'm going to fall backwards. You catch me. You and I would do that in like two seconds or me to you. But if I see a guy on the street and he's like, Hey, do you want to do the trust fall game? You go first. I'd be like, no, thanks. (laughs) <laughs> right because i don't know you i don't know you and so the first door that we walk through i believe it's the first door one of the doors is intimacy the reason that i would allow callie to catch me if i fell down and heard whatever vice versa is because we know each other right. we've done retreats together we've done ministry together we've i've cried and said callie help help my brain help my heart she's prayed for me i prayed for her we've shared tears we've shared things that are very personal to us that's why we can trust each other that's why i can trust callie that's the same way that you can trust god to be good because i can't trust callie if she has not proven her goodness to me yes that's just so good yeah so this place of rest doesn't exist for a person who doesn't know God. We're going to break real quickly for another song, another worship song for BPN Radio, and then we're going to come right back. And even if we go over a few minutes, it's fine, because I really want to get all of this out to all of you that are tuned in right now uh, on Facebook Live, uh, especially so that you can hear um, this, this revelation. This revelation will change your life. We'll be right back.
Okay, Jenny, before we take it to the next step, um, I want you to give more doors and then, but I'd like to pray. I really feel an unction to pray uh, for everybody that's online right now listening and that will hear this later because many will will view it later. And um, would you just pray for the ones that are listening and the ones that are really uh, trying to take this revelation and make it their own? Yeah. Yeah, let's pray right now. Um, Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would reach into the heart of every person listening right now into their into their spirit with your love that's so profound and it's so complete. Your love is so complete and it's that perfect love, that complete love that drives out fear. Really what we're speaking to is fear. So, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would downpour, upgird, come from the left side, the right side, underneath and over the top in every space within every person that's listening, Father. I ask you that you would just surround them with your love. Love. Father, I pray for every person that is struggling with shame and guilt. Yes. Right now, every person. The Lord says that his blood was shed through his son, Jesus Christ, so that you would never live in condemnation again. You are not condemned. You are not condemned if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ. And as a Christian, that is the good news. You are no longer condemned. You are received as a daughter and a son that he's well pleased in. And your sins are as white as snow. Yes, Lord. With the blood of Jesus. So, Father, I ask you right now that you would draw our hearts into your chest where we can just be totally protected, nurtured, held, guided, healed by you. The tangible love of God, I pray for it right now. I pray for every single person to feel the peace of God that does not come from a doctrine. It doesn't come from the world's standard of peace. It comes from the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. He paid for the promised land for you. I just see a, I see a gate with a door that's open, and it's, it's an invitation for you to come into your promised land. And Jesus said, all those giants and all that fear and all that overwhelming anxiety, those are like an illusion. Those are an illusion. And I want you to walk right past those things into the gate, into your promised land. And in this promised land, you are resourced with security in your spirit, with an understanding of destiny over your life, with goodness with grace, beauty. And this space encompasses authority to allow you to lead and love Amen. the people in your life. And I thank you for that, God. I pray that every single person that's listening would move into this revelation of rest in Jesus' name. Jenny, I want to give an example of um, what the Lord showed me about trust and rest. Um, 
I had some grandkids at the house one night and Callie Ann normally sleeps with me. And that's just, she always calls in the bed with me, but that night she wanted to lay with the other kids and spend, you know, you know, she wants to call in bed with her cousins in the middle of the night. I heard her scream out Meemaw. So I'm a light sleeper. I jumped up, went into the room and she's just sitting in the bed bawling. I'm not there. You know, there's kids are there, you know, she's freaked out. So I pick her up, put her in my arms. And literally from when she got into my arms, Jenny, she fell asleep. Yeah. She fell asleep. I went back to my bed and put her where she likes to be. And that's right up next to my side. And she slept soundly through the rest of the night. And, and, and the Lord showed me something. There are times, you know, I've had people ask me, okay, Pastor Kelly, I know I'm supposed to enter into this place. How do I get there? Well, when you find yourself in a place that you're not feeling restful and your anxiety is up, you call on the Lord and you let him come into that space with you and he will literally bear you up and teach you how to enter into that place of rest. But yes. you know, we, we can't pretend yes. it doesn't happen. It will happen. Yes. And you've got to know how to access the power of God. Once Callie, once Callie got in my arms, she knew she was safe and she went immediately to sleep. Amen. Where can we find your still series and uh, your blogs and just everything you've got going on so people can tune in and read all of that and, and get this revelation? Sure. So we are on um, Facebook and we're also on the web and we're also on Instagram. So let me tell you the, the different things you can do there. If you want the video series, then you would go to hervoicemovement.com. Real easy, hervoicemovement.com. And this is a series for men too. So that kind of throws off the idea that it's only, um, you know, not for men, but it is. But hervoicemovement.com. And then just go, there's a tab right when you get on there that says, so click on that and that'll lead you to the video series at $39 and it's 14 videos. I actually pull in some women who are high power, high producing women that have learned to operate in rest. And so I pull them in and ask them, how did you parent out of rest? How did you go through those things with your kids in rest? How did you handle this? How did you be a businesswoman in rest? And they're very powerful interviews. And so um, anyway, I'm obviously a huge fan of the rest series because it, it takes that many levels of revelation. So $39 for that. And then it's just a video series online. So you just have access to it right away, all 14 sessions. Yeah, it's well and, worth it. Well worth it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we think that it's priced. We wanted to price it so that every single person can have it. We have, we have a lot of testimonies coming in about um, churches that are doing this for their women's ministry groups. Um, small tons of home studies, tons and tons of women are getting together. I have lots of testimonies coming in of women who are tapping in this place called rest and they are literally awakening to their life. And it's, it's really, really cool. Um, the book is not out yet, but that'll also be on her voice movement.com. I'm sure in some other places that can be available. So we'll have to talk about that later. But, um, as far as finding, um, blogs, those are also on there too. But one thing you might want to do is go to her voice movement on Facebook and then just request to join. It's a closed group, but if you request to join, we can add you. And then we just started the Instagram. Like when I say just, I mean like last week. So I have like three posts on there. So don't get too excited about what's on there, but it is her boy underscore 
movement on Instagram. And um, I'm Jenny L. Donnelly on Instagram. So anyway, we would love to be able to share as much with you and have you come into the rest community and really punch the devil in the face over this one. Lord, I just thank you for Jenny and her heart to obey you at all costs. And I just thank you, Lord, for her heart to teach us uh, about this type of a breakthrough because I just really believe that you are leading your women and men across this nation into a place of real intimacy, real power, real anointing, real rest. Lord, that we will do everything you've called us to do out of a, out of a place of intimacy and trust. And God, you are giving us the, the, um, the revelation and you're not only giving us a revelation, but you're, you're giving us the desire and determination to muscle through uh, whatever we need to muscle through to step into it uh, because we can get addicted to stress. We can get addicted to, uh, you know, being frazzled and that is never how you meant your people to live. We live above the fray. And I just, just declare in Jesus name that everyone that listened today will step into this revelation and will begin to walk this out in our personal lives and our homes, dealing with our children on our jobs. Now that we're going to step into the promised land, we're going to face the giants that are in our promised land. And you're going to power through those giants. All we got to do is step in and walk toward them and just let you follow your instruction. I love it that the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. David was not a man after God's own heart because he was perfect. We all know he wasn't perfect, but he was a man after God's own heart because he would do what the Lord commanded him. And when we do what the Lord commanded uh, commands us to do, co- what comes with that is trust. Obedience to the Lord's voice will bring trust in knowing that he is going to get us through and he's going to help us conquer the giants that are in our promise. I don't know about you. I want all of my promised land. I don't yeah. want just a portion of it. I don't want to just get one feel. I want the whole kit and caboodle, as they say in Texas. I want it all. I don't want anybody. I don't want squatters on my land. I want every bit of what God has for me. And we've just, we've got to enter into that place of rest and go in and allow God to help us get through it and face it. You know, I never liked to coward as a kid. I, I, I was, I, I was, I would always show up to the fight. I like to fight. I mean, there was, before I got saved, I, I really, Cindy says I was devil possessed and I probably was because I loved to fight. And, um, I was talking to the Lord about the, something the other day in my life. And, and he, the Lord is so funny. He's a psychologist. And he said, Callie, I want you to, I want you to throw discipline out, out the I want you to throw that word out because you don't really like that word. He said, I want you to pick up the word fight. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you never would turn down showing up at a fight. And he said, sometimes we've got to show up to the fight. There's a Goliath in front of you and, 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 and you need to just show up and be willing to fight. And because you'll always show up at a fight. And I said, Lord, you're using psychology on me. And then I just laughed and I thought, but that's true there. When we go into the promised land, we've got to show up to the fight and then God will come through and help us power through. I love that, Jenny. That is, that is exactly what God is calling us to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, we love you. 
go visit, go, go join us, join us at her voice. You are going to be so blessed. Uh, we've got some drenches that are coming up. Uh, one that's coming up in Nashville. If you get on her voice, you'll be able to see that. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. um, and maybe, maybe Anne's listening. She can post that link. Come, come be a part of one of these drench retreats. I know we're going to have one uh, at the end sometime in, uh, is it September we're having one in Houston? Yeah, I believe it's actually going to be December. Oh, is it and December? Then, okay. Yeah, December. And then um, we are in, let me think here, we're in Austin the first, uh, in June, the first okay. of June, yes. first week of June. And then we are in um, Houston in December and then Seattle, probably somewhere in July. And then, um, and these retreats, by the way, what they are they're right now, they're for um, women only, but they are um, two nights and we are, they're called drenched. It's really just a branch of her voice movement. But what we do is we go through just a thorough experience of encounter with the Holy Spirit and allowing women to have an opportunity to get their spirit legs underneath them to walk out in authority and get, get them started in a healing process and walk in in authority. And we're calling them rest retreats because we really want um, to help these women find the space of rest because that does take some coaching. It takes some direction. It takes some scripture. It takes an environment to do that. So we're, we're really excited about these dates coming up and on the Facebook pages. And, and we all, will also on Instagram, put these um, registrations up. We love you so much. Thank you, Jenny, for being on You're today. Welcome. You were such a blessing. And we'll see you guys next week. And God God bless you. And uh, have a wonderful week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.